Saturday, December 9th, but uh, you know what? The sun broke through in Castle Rock, where I live, started melting the snow, got out and got a nice afternoon exercise session, so uh, happy to have you with me. I'm going to take you on up until 5 o'clock when we turn it over to Randy Corcoran. If you'd like to give me a call, you're more than welcome, 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. Tomorrow, we will be doing our final meal deal of the year. I will be at the Taste of Philly, 18,901-18901 East Main Street in Parker, Right near Robert Schoen's restaurant, used to be the Egg and I, used to be the Egg and You, and now it is called Bread and Butter. Right next door is a taste of Philly. Martin Garvey, yep, we're going to be doing the Philly original. I had one this week. They are such a good sandwich. Oh, my, they are really, really good. We're going to be doing them for 5 bucks. Dine in, take out, get as many as you want. And they're also introducing a new sandwich called the Hot Italian Roast Pork Sandwich. And I have had one. It is very, very good. We're going to catch up with Martin a little later in this hour, have him tell you about it. I'll broadcast from 10 to noon. The special will go from 11 to 1. Information on my website at mikeboyle.com. So what we're going to do in this hour is uh, we're going to talk with Melissa Hermosillo from TAPS, Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. She is the lady that is coordinating, arranging for all the families to come to a party this Wednesday in Colorado Springs at Louis Pizza. It's a pizza and Pepsi party. TAPS is an organization that supports families of active duty service members that have died in the line of duty. And um, so she's going to tell you a little bit about that. She wants to make sure that people like John and Lisa and Fred up in Longmont and so many others, Ron, are thanked adequately because on Wednesday uh, at this Pizza and Pepsi party, we're going to give them, we used to do a toy drive, but now we are going to do gift cards. We started doing gift cards during the shutdown. It worked out so well, we've blown it up. And uh, not just individuals like the aforementioned, but plenty of businesses like Chick-fil-A and Jersey Mike's and Griner Electric, Safeway, Black Eyed Pea. These places have all made it so that at a difficult time of the year, these families can have a nice holiday, a nice Christmas. All right? 303-696-1971. So we'll talk with Melissa a little bit later this hour. Then we will talk with Martin Garvey, having him tell you about what is going on tomorrow. In the next hour, we're going to catch up with Warren Erpson because there's been some confusion about travel and whether or not you should cancel once you booked a trip. So we're going to get him to share some thoughts on that. So let's take a break, and when we come back, let's talk about Army-Navy football on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. You guys all been good and practicing real hard. All right, so the Army and Navy are playing in Foxborough, Massachusetts today, the 124th meeting of those two 
academies, and I just, you know, the game started at 1. I got off the air in Colorado Springs at 1 o'clock, so I was able to watch the beginning of the game, a little bit of it. And, you know, it is so impressive. The cadets from West Point, the midshipmen from Annapolis, they march out. There's the American flag. I mean, it just reeks of patriotism. Yeah, you've got the flyover by the Navy. You've got the helicopters flying over for the Army. Everybody stands for the national anthem. You know what? At an Army-Navy game, you don't have to be told to take off your frickin' hat for the national anthem. Now, if you're a veteran, you're entitled to salute, but it was really, really impressive. And then you know what they start with? They start with a prayer. So here are 75,000, whatever the number is, and they're having a prayer. And one of the things that I love about it is they don't care what the left thinks. They don't care what the squad thinks. We're saying a prayer before the start of this game. God, it was just impressive. And I don't know if you know, but uh, in every Army-Navy game, the schools will represent a unit, a division, a branch. The Navy is representing the submarine force. Run silent, run deep. The Army, if you've been watching the game, you've seen a patch, and it's got blue and white stripes. Obviously, it's in camo on their uniforms, but that is the patch of the 3rd Infantry Division. When I was in the Army, when I got out of my basic combat training, advanced infantry school, I was assigned to the 3rd Infantry Division, And I like that they have on the back of the hats, the back of the helmets, the rock of the Marn. And I think that the NFL makes complete fools of themselves personally um, by having these choose love. It takes all of us in racism, all of that type of stuff on the helmets. But on the Army back of the helmets, it says rock of the barn. And that's what the 3rd Infantry Division, the 3rd ID, is known for. If you would like to read more about it, there's a book called Rock of the Marne by Stephen Harris. The American soldiers who turned the tide against the Kaiser in World War I. A stirring account of the 3rd U.S. Infantry Division in the Second Battle of the Marne. That's a river in France, folks, where the tide of World War I was finally turned. The soldiers of the 3rd U.S. Infantry Division in World War I were outnumbered and inexperienced young men facing hardened veterans, but their actions proved to be a turning point during the last German offensive of World War I. In stopping three German divisions from crossing the Marne River, these heroic American soldiers blocked the road to Paris, helped save the French capital, and in doing so, played a key role in turning the tide of the war. The Allies then began a counteroffensive that drove the enemy back to the Hindenburg Line, and four months later, the war was over. Yeah. Rock of the Marne follows the 3rd Division 6th Brigade, which took the brunt of the German attack. The officers, many of them West Pointers and elite Ivy Leaguers, fighting side-by-side with enlisted men, city dwellers, country boys, cowboys, and coal miners who came from every corner of America. 
along with newly planted immigrants from Europe, answered their country's call to duties. This gripping true account is one of the most important yet least explored battles of World War I, The Rock of the Marne by Stephen L. Harris. And every American unit in any one of our forces has a storied history, and uh, that is the one on display for the United States Military Academy at West Point, their football team today. All right, 303-696-1971. Getting a little hoarse here. Speaking of military and service and Army-Navy game and so forth, coming up this Wednesday will be our annual TAPS Christmas gift card drive. For years, it was a toy drive. I do an event at a restaurant, and you remember when we did them at Maggiano's in the Denver Tech Center for years? God, you'd bring so many toys and Barbie dolls and footballs and soccer balls and bicycles. And then the TAPS people would take those, wrap them, and have to match them by gender, have to match them by age. Well, when the shutdown came along, Tap said, well, I guess we're not going to be able to do any Christmas parties. We're not going to be able to do any toys. Nobody wants to touch anything. Nobody wants to gather together. And I said, I'm going to put it out to the listeners for gift cards because then you don't have to have a toy. You can have a toy with a gift card from Amazon or Walmart. You can buy school supplies or you can buy clothes, whatever you would like to buy. And you responded unbelievably last year. I started asking restaurants to give us gift cards so that the remaining parent, the surviving parent, after the toys, the gift cards were distributed, could take the kids out for a meal. And it worked out so well that we had a party for the distribution, and that party will be coming up this Wednesday at Louis Pizza 5 to 7 in Colorado Springs. And we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk with Melissa Hermosillo. She is the woman who is coordinating that event for TAPS. Then we're going to talk to Martin Garvey from Taste of Philly. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Mike Ball Restaurant Show, where we talk about restaurants, travel, movies, books, sports, whatever we feel like talking about. And one of the things that I feel like talking about today is a charity. It's called TAPS, Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. And these are the families that are left behind when an active duty service member dies in the line of duty. Now, fortunately, we're not in a lot of war zone now, so we don't have a lot of killed in action. But you know what? They're taking in mortars in Baghdad. They're taking in artillery fire in Syria. So they are in harm's way, but they're also, they being the service members, are training every day. Whether they're flying an F-16, whether they're flying a helicopter, whether they're simulating some sort of assault in the Marine Corps or something in the Army. And they're playing with weapons. They're playing with pistols, rifles, grenades, mortars tanks and stuff can go wrong and there's training accidents and we hear about them fortunately not very often but periodically and the first place that these family members can turn because they're feeling a little bit lost when that chaplain comes to the door 
they can turn to TAPS, Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. It was started in 1993 by a lady named Bonnie Carroll when her husband was killed in Alaska on a training mission. And now it supports hundreds, thousands of families across the United States. And 10 years ago, started doing a toy drive for these families. And folks, you responded unbelievably. You brought Barbie dolls and footballs and soccer balls and Xbox, and you brought bicycles. And all of this stuff had to be wrapped, had to be set up gender-appropriate, age-appropriate. It was a tremendous amount of work, and volunteers of TAPS were always more than happy to do it. But then the shutdown came, and TAPS said, well, I guess we're not going to be able to do toy drives. And I said, well, I'm going to do a toy drive because there's still a need. And we're going to do it with gift cards. And I went on the air in 2020 and asked if you would give me gift cards or give me money to go buy gift cards. I'm not a 501c3, but you just responded. You just trusted. You just handed me gift cards and money to go get gift cards. Well, I needed a coordinator. So my next guest is named Melissa Hermosillo. We're going to introduce you to her in just a moment. Then in 2021, I said, well, this went pretty well. Let's get restaurants involved so the surviving parent can take the kids out for a meal. Maybe they go shopping with their gift cards. Let's stop off Chick-fil-A. Jersey Mike's, Black Eyed Pea, and I could go on and on, responded with giving us dozens, scores, hundreds of gift cards. So then last year I said, well, why don't, how do we get this stuff out? Why don't we have a party? And I went to a restaurant, Louis Pizza in Colorado Springs. I said, let's do a pizza party. And since you are a Pepsi house, those wonderful people at Pepsi, let's do a pizza and Pepsi party. And let's invite the families that want to come. And maybe it's a mom with two kids. They get two gift cards and then a meal, not only at Louis, but a card to go out for another meal over the holiday. Maybe you got three kids. Maybe you've only got one. But I needed somebody to coordinate that. And that's where Melissa comes in. I've asked her to join us so that she could share her thoughts on TAPS because it obviously she's the first call that generally somebody will get when somebody dies in the line of duty. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having me, Mike. And I just wanted to, before we start talking about TAPS, I just really wanted to just say thank you for allowing me to companion, companion you and your listeners over the years. Um, you, you, Your fan base has been amazingly supportive of this uh, event and um, our Gold Star families here in Colorado have definitely benefited it, benefited from that. Um, so let's talk about our Christmas party coming up. Not only is it an opportunity to show our continued support for these Gold families, but I also wanted to just say that one of the things I hear back from the families is, is that they also get to be able to be together, share a common loss, but also start the opportunity to connect with other families and offer to offer each other support. Mm-hmm. So it is really and truly a time of community mm-hmm. and a time of giving. Mm-hmm. And I think that also our our seasoned survivors can also support new survivors. So again, um, so much 
so much gratefulness for you and for your listeners for all that you do to make this event special every year. Well, and I think that listeners would, I would say, you know what, we expect World War II veterans to be leaving us and Korean War veterans, and we're probably even coming up on Vietnam veterans. But remember that most of our active duty military is in their 20s, they're in their 30s, their 40s. And so consequently, there's not the preparation mentally for when these things happen. And one of the things that I found about TAPS that I'm so respectful of is that I've never been a family that was a woe is me family. They were always so gracious. They know that they have proudly served their country through their spouse, through their parent, and they're just appreciative of the response of the community. And one of the things that I really like, Melissa, is that all of these people, the Garden of the Gods trading post, and people that walked up to me, Jim and Miriam and Bob and Sue and John and Lisa and Dave and Jenny and PJ and Ron, they've just walked up and handed me gift certificates, handed me gift cards, handed me money to go get more gift cards And they won't meet these people. They won't know these people. But they knew that they were doing something good. Just like when they give me baseball equipment to take down to the Dominican Republic or Mexico. I always say that the only regret I have is that they won't get to see the smiles on the faces of those kids when we set up their baseball programs. And unfortunately, next Wednesday, most of them won't get to see the smiles on the faces of these TAPS families when we get them set up for Christmas. And Melissa, you're the conduit. You're the one, you're the one that knows these people. You're the one that knows what their needs are. And, uh, you know, the needs of an E4, enlisted grade four, with two kids... Those needs may be different than the family of an O3 with one kid, but you know that and you can help them out accordingly. So I'm really looking. And by the way, Melissa, we got a special call. Santa called and said that he was going to be able to stop by. He's a little busy right now, but he said he'd be able to stop by this coming Wednesday for a couple of hours for our pizza and Pepsi party. I think everybody loves Santa. That'll be kind of cool, don't you think? Absolutely, and we are so excited that he is going to be able to make that special surprise. But kind of going to what you were saying about your listeners, your listeners may never know how they are touching these families' lives. Um, Somebody who gifts anonymously is a very rare type of person who makes a difference in somebody's life, pulls them up, and makes their world a little bit more special at that moment. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, um, kind of like what you were saying, you know, a lot of times these tragedies happen unexpectedly. I can tell you that one of the families that will be receiving support from from, from this community, you know, just recently you know, um, was a unexpected loss, obviously. And it is, it is a mom, a surviving mom with three children. And, um, sometimes you're, you're dealing with the loss 
You're trying to figure out how are you going to get through this holiday? How are you going to support your children? And that is where the beauty of community comes in Mm -hmm. and that can help. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think a lot of times people just think that they will be taken care of and everybody does their best to make sure that people are taken care of. But it's the love of community that brings it all together. Very well said. Her name is Melissa Hermosillo, and uh, folks, she's not only very close to the TAPS community, but uh, she and her husband, they certainly put in their time in the uh, military. Uh, husband was a tanker in Iraq in the United States Army, so uh, they understand this. And, you know, we don't think about it because most of us, if we have a loss of a loved one, well, we've got family and friends and somebody in the community and somebody we can reach out to. But the military is very much a family family in its own, but the family also, the military also has to continue to move on. And so they don't just jettison you, they don't kick you to the curb, but they have to say, you can stay in base housing for a while, we've got a little bit of a support system, but then we've got to keep going and you've got to move on. And that's where TAPS comes in. And that's where people like Melissa come in. And listeners, Airplane Restaurant, Grinelli's Pizza, Papa's Italian. I mean, I could go on and on with the people that have given us these gift cards, given us cash to fill in any gaps that we have. And anything that we have left over after the party, Melissa keeps in a little stash so that if she unfortunately gets a call tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, she can spring into action and help these folks. So, folks, the credit is to you. I really appreciate it. Melissa, thanks for everything you do. And I will see you this Wednesday at our Christmas party for TAPS, made possible by the people listening to this show. So thanks, Melissa. We'll see you on Wednesday. Thank you so much. And to the listeners, thank you so much for your loving care. Welcome back to the Mike Moore Restaurant Show. It is Saturday, December 9th. Happy to have you aboard. Going to be with you up until 5 o'clock. Tomorrow, we have our last boil meal deal of the year. Yes, indeedy. We're going to be a taste of Philly on Main Street in Parker. Owned and operated. This guy is so cool that when we called him for this interview to let you know about the specials tomorrow, he said... Oh, Mike, I forgot. I didn't recognize the number. I didn't answer the phone. So when I called him on my phone, he answered. Then we got him on the studio line, and we are pleased to give you Martin Garvey of Taste of Philly. Martin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, and uh, my apologies. Or should I call you Mr. Cool? <laughs> Just don't call me late to dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the old line for when you were out in the dating world. Okay, so listen. Um, so no, I was having some fun with you because I, I've made it. I've made it kind of my mission to get people. Martin, you're you're not an old man. You're a young man. You're in your middle middle whatevers. But we, you grew up in a house with a landline only. You grew up in a house where even if it was the middle of dinner and the phone rang, you went and answered it because it might be Aunt Mary. She might need something. And sure, it might be somebody trying to sell you uh, an automobile warranty. But you answered the phone. But I but I've noticed that as we now have our cell phone world, we only kind of answer 
when we feel like it or we recognize. So are you okay with me giving you a little trouble? I got no problem with it. I got no problem with it. It's funny you say the landline. Um, I got kids that I hire now who, who I have to train them how to use the phone, like, you know, the phone at the restaurant. Yeah. Because they've never used one before. <laughs> it's incredible. Well, and I've had plenty of restaurant owners that I've been interviewing, and I'm saying, okay, well, they're lunch and dinner seven days a week, and they're at this address, and what's the phone number? And the owner of the restaurant will look at me like, uh, I don't know. I always say, Siri, call the restaurant. <laughs> now, in your case, you have multiple locations, so uh, that could present a problem. Martin, you took over the Main Street store in Parker a uh, year, year and a half ago. Uh, it had been there for quite some time. Um, it did not have a particularly vibrant um, clientele. There wasn't a very enthusiastic response to it over the years. You've been in the business for years. You've had other locations. You're tremendously successful. You said, I'll take it over. And it was only open six days a week. And you said, let me get my arms around this thing. I'll open it on Sunday. You started opening it on Sunday. And it's a now a big, big day for you. But I asked you if we could do an event tomorrow. And... Uh, yeah, just one more going into Christmas. Save people a few bucks. Let people know that you are open in Parker on Sunday. And so we'll see you tomorrow. I'll broadcast from 10 to noon from 11 to one we We're going to do the specials. Let's talk a little bit about the special, the Philly cheesesteak. And that new Italian hot roast pork sandwich, it is really good. Go ahead, Martin Garvey. Why don't you take the folks through what we're doing tomorrow? Sure. So, yeah, we've done this number of uh, times, and I think most people are familiar with the cheesesteaks. We've got the best cheesesteaks in the uh, in the state, for sure. Uh, proud of that. We've been doing it for 30 years. Um, well, then you have the original Philly cheesesteak. You don't try to mess with it. I served a Philly no, cheesesteak at my restaurant, but we served it on a hoagie roll. What's up about that? Now, I mean, we did sell them, but you've got, I mean, if you want to close your eyes in a taste of Philly and take a bite of the original Philly cheesesteak that you serve and you're going to be selling on special tomorrow, you can think you're at Pat's. You can think you're at Jimmy's. You can think that you are in downtown Philly. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, we, we've done everything we can to try to, to make it as, as authentic as possible. Uh, we're the only ones in the state importing the rolls. Um, for years, we used a, a brand called Amoroso. Mm-hmm. Things got not great with them. And in Philly, a lot of places have made the switch from Amoroso to a, a fantastic roll. Uh, bread companies named Lissio's, and, uh, and and we get the rolls now from Lissio's, and we're proud to do it. They, uh, they've been a great partner for us, and uh, they really make a fantastic Well, well and, and, and Martin, you know, you're from that area. Everything is always better in our memories. Everything is always better back then. Have you ever had anybody come into your stores and say, I'm from Philly. I know Philly cheesesteaks, and that ain't an Amorosa roll. I'll bet you've never even had anybody say that. Uh, yeah, we've had plenty. We've had people say that. <laughs> oh, okay. We've had people say that. You know, Elysio's has only been around for about 30 years, so a lot of times people that left Philly... I don't know, you know, 20 years ago, uh, they've never even heard of Lysio. So they think we're just, you know, 
some some schmucks uh, trying to fake our way through it or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but we we do know what we're doing, and uh, and we've been doing it for a long time. And uh, yeah, white American cheese. Uh, we, we use a, a nice uh, thin slice uh, steak, and uh, we pack that roll nice and full for you. And, 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 you know, all the prices are going up, and one thing we've tried to do since we started is make sure that we have a value there for people. So, yeah, it's not the cheapest sandwich. Well, tomorrow it'll be <laughs> tomorrow will be but the normally. cheapest Philly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. tomorrow, but We're doing it for five bucks tomorrow, folks. Five dollars. Right. You can find that in the cushions of your couch. And, uh, right. you know, uh, I, Martin, before we talk about the um, hot roast pork, I remember the first time I ever went to Pat's. And listeners, you need to understand, it's not in a particularly great part of town. Um, I remember getting my order at Pat's and kind of standing there and there was a Philadelphia police car parked and the guy had his window down and I said, you know, I I think I'm going to walk down to that bar uh, and I'll just go on in there and eat my sandwich and have a beer. And this cop said to me, he said, you're not going to that bar. And I said, why not? And he said, because I'm at the end of my shift and I don't feel like cleaning up any blood. Eat it at that table over there. <laughs> I'll never forget that. And when you go through the am – I, am, I, am I sounding like I know Philadelphia a little bit there, Martin? I mean, this is a 100% believable story. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and, and when you go through the line at Pat's, there's a there's a, a railing, there's an asphalt, and then there's a concrete step that's probably 18 inches high. And then there's the counter. And behind that are the guys making Philly cheesesteaks. And there will be some of the biggest, ugliest hair all over them, ink all over them people. <laughs> and those are the women. I'm sorry, And those are the people making your Philly cheesesteaks. And they'll talk in a language that they'll say, well, you want with, 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 with. And, and, I, and I remember just looking up at these guys and saying, guys, I'm a tourist. Slow down here a little bit for me. And they kind of smile and they walk you through it. But boy, those are good Philly cheesesteak sandwiches and you serve them at your place. And that's another believable story, isn't it, Martin? Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. All right. So, so, <laughs> They don't have the friendliest of counter service generally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but as soon as, as soon as I said, "Hey guys, I'm a rookie here. Can you help me out a little bit?" Because I didn't even know You're what lucky l- they didn't kick you out of line. Yeah, yeah. Lucky I didn't. Uh, lucky I didn't get asked to step back and wait a minute. All right, so let's talk about the hot roast pork Italian sandwich we're doing tomorrow for six bucks and you can dine in or take out get as many of these as you want and it's really a good sandwich they've got good Rubens they've got good sandwiches to taste to fill it but what was, is this a new product that you're introducing how are we doing that Martin it is it's a it's a new item for us you know it's something we've tried over the years to uh, to get the right product together um, we've tried different cuts of pork and, and tried doing it different ways and it never really took off and frankly uh, I never really got behind it because uh, I didn't feel like we were, were doing it justice you know the name's Taste of Philly uh, my goal has always been to, to 
to live up to that name and make sure we're providing as authentic a po- uh, product as possible. So a lot of people probably don't know it. It reminds me of when we first started doing this 30 years ago and people would say, hey, what's, uh, you know, they'd walk in and go, what's the, what's the, you know, they hadn't heard of it. They didn't know what it was. Now we don't get that question anymore, really. Uh, most people are familiar with Philly cheesesteak. Uh, but uh, the Italian roast pork is a sandwich that uh, really is kind of a, uh, cousin to the cheesesteak. There's a number of really, really popular places in Philadelphia that do it. The top two are probably the Nick's and Reading Terminal Market and a place called John's Hot Roast Pork. Um, and it, it, it's gained a lot of popularity. And certainly in Philadelphia, uh, everybody knows what it is. Um, so we've finally found just the right product uh, to use. We get the pork actually in from a place in Philadelphia, a deli called Master Colas. Uh, they, uh, they they season it, bake it, cook it, thin slice it. Uh, it's it's ready to go, um, and it is it is delicious. Um, we we take that roast pork, uh, mix it in a little uh, au jus, and then uh, serve it with uh, uh, wilted spinach and uh, hot Calabrian peppers. Some provolone cheese and Parmesan cheese, and it is it is my favorite sandwich that we have on the menu now. Wow, high praise indeed. And folks, if you want to have some fun, remember Rocky when he's running through the Italian meat market district? Go on down there and check it out and uh, uh, try some of the Italian sausage and so forth. But you don't have to go to Philly. You can do it tomorrow at Taste of Philly on Main Street. I'll be broadcasting 10 to noon. All the information's on my website at mikeboyle.com. But Martin, thanks for doing this. Uh, just kind of fun. I know you're doing very well at the Parker store. It's well deserved. You've worked it hard, so uh, uh, we're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. All right, you're going to be on the grill, aren't you, buddy? I'll be back there cooking, making sure everything's going great. You bet I will. All right, his name is Martin Garvey. My name is Mike Boyle. Yeah, he's got a taste of Philly and Highlands Ranch. He's got one up at Colfax and Kipling, but uh, come on out to Parker tomorrow. We would love to see you. All right, let's take a break on the restaurant show. Man, it doesn't show Happy to have you aboard. Um, tonight, uh, you know, we're kind of winding down the collegiate football season. Army's playing Navy today. Uh, there's a few Division Two and Division Three championship games. Then we start to get into the final games for the collegiate football season. Pro season is uh, obviously in full swing tomorrow. And then in about a week or so, they'll start having some Saturday games on the NFL. So uh, what do you watch? What do you do? I've been watching, maybe you've seen the commercials for Coach Prime, and it's the story of Deion Sanders. I'm getting it on Prime Video. I'm a member at Prime Video, or I subscribe to the service, however you'd like to say. And um, I noticed it, and I thought, first I thought it was about an hour, hour and a half documentary, but it turns out that it's a season, and um, so I watched the first episode last night, and it starts with his arrival in Boulder and the craziness and everybody having a good time, and then it goes back to his time at Jackson State University in Jackson, Mississippi, and obviously takes you through how he got into coaching and how he coached those young men back there and some of the challenges they face. And so I watched two episodes this week and really enjoyed it. I, 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 I think that 
you know, um, Air Force has done very well. They're going to go play in the Armed Forces Bowl. CSU seems to be coming along. School of Mines out in Golden is playing for the Division Three National Championship. But I think that, you know, I think that kind of the big dog in the state, and I'm not trying to offend any Air Force Academy grads or CSU grads, but the big dog is really the CU Buffs, and they have been so woeful for so long and yes i know they won the first three games and they lost the last eight out of nine they wound up four and eight but just the energy that he has brought and he seems like a nice person he's well spoken um he's really interested in making sure that these athletes um get into school, don't have too many problems. Yeah, we heard about some of the parking tickets and some of that type of stuff. So what? Um, We've all had parking tickets. So anyway, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's called Coach Prime, and I've watched two episodes. And so tonight, with the fire in the fireplace, uh, I might, and a cold Coors banquet in my hand, I may watch another episode or two, but I'm enjoying it. A couple of other things that I did look at, I want to see the movie Oppenheimer, And I want to see the Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon is a book by David Grant. I had him on when the book came out. I mean, it was a great book. It really is a great story of history and Trail of Tears and the Osage Nation down in Oklahoma. But both of these movies were three hours, three and a half hours. And so I just didn't feel like going to a theater. I just can't sit still that long. So I thought I'd wait for him to come out to television, and I decided to check this week. Both of them are available on television, but they're both available for $19.99. Now, if you are a couple and you want to watch them, watch them at the leisure, at your leisure in your home, you know, that's 10 bucks a ticket, and you go and you whip up some Orville Redenbacher popcorn or whatever you do when you watch <coughs> pardon me, a movie on television, but I I, I don't want to pay 20 bucks for me and the dog. So I'll probably wait another month, six weeks, two months until it comes out. It, you know, then it drops down to the 7.99. Hey, that's what you pay for a movie ticket anyway. So, but for those of you that don't want to wait to see Oppenheimer and or Killers of the Flower Moon, and both have been very well um, critiqued um, and seem to be certainly worth watching, certainly worth your time, certainly worth your money. So maybe for a while you watch Coach Prime and you watch that for free if that's your bag, and then maybe switch into Killers of the Flower Moon and Oppenheimer. Um, We are coming up on the 4 o'clock hour. We're coming up on the break. I've got a couple of other things I'm going to share with you in the next hour. We are going to talk with Warren Erbson, the official travel agent of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. And I found an article. I get stuff sent. <laughs> get a lot of emails that some I can use, some not so much. When do Colorado residents put their Christmas decorations up? <laughs> I got a kick out of this, and I'll share that with you. Warren Erpson and a few other things. We'll talk to Randy Corporan before he comes and joins us at 5 o'clock. All right, let's take a break, and we'll be back after the news. <laughs> 